0: Welcome back to Thoughts, Questions, and Concerns. Today, I am your host. Goodness, I didn't think about this one. T- today, I'm your host, That Pigeon Lady from Home Alone 2. And those who get it, get it. And those who don't, don't. Um, today, I'm going to talk with ChatGPT and Snapchat AI about Love. Or I guess about modern terms of love and, you know, like situationships and all that. Because who who understands romance more than artificial intelligence? For those wondering what's wrong with my voice, I have just learned that I have seasonal um, allergies. My father has them. Uh, my roommate has them. I just found that out. And like on a previous episode, my voice was barely there. And that is because that day that I was filming, filming, uh, recording that episode, I like lost my voice entirely and could not talk for the whole day. And thankfully, when I recorded that um, podcast with my guests, I was able to speak and obviously like my mic wasn't on so that was a whole other thing um but you know we live and we learn. This episode might be a little bit shorter as it's kind of a filler episode um as I'm waiting to record an episode with my sister actually. Yeah so let's get this started. I think this will be a fun episode for me to play around with settings in the recording um, application that I use because I want to like differentiate between my voice and that of an artificial intelligence. Intelligence. Yeah, you get the memo. Okay, so the first thing I did was ask what are situationships to chat GPT? And it, it it did a little thing. It did its thing. I'm just going to read what it said and future me uh, edit the audio. So it sounds like I'm a robot or something. I don't know. Situationships are a term used to describe a romantic or intimate relationship that lacks clear boundaries, commitment, or labels. The relationship dynamic that falls somewhere between a friendship and a committed romantic partnership in a situationship, individuals may engage in activity activities typical of a romantic relationship, such as going on dates, spending time together, and being physically intimate. However, they may not define their relationship or agree on its exclusivity, long-term goals, or expectations. Situationships can arise for various reasons. Some people may enter into a situationship due to a fear of commitment or a desire to maintain personal freedom. Others may find themselves in a situationship because they haven't had a clear discussion about their relationship status or haven't defined their expectations with their partner. It's important to note that situationships can be complex and may result in emotional ambiguity and uncertainty. Without clear communication and shared expectations, one or both partners may experience frustration, confusion, or hurt feelings. It's crucial for individuals involved in situationships to communicate openly, honestly, and regularly, regularly to <laughs> ensure everyone's needs and boundaries are understood and respected. It's worth mentioning that the term situationship is relatively new and has gained popularity in recent years. It represents a specific type of relationship dynamic that is, that is distinct from traditional committed relationships and casual dating. That, yeah, yeah. That's the definition of situationships provided by ChatGPT. I think that our our generation is what is the word? tainted perhaps, tainted by situationships and inability to make commitments. And listen, I understand if you have a fear of commitment. I understand if you have a fear of intimacy. But as I told one of my classmates before on her spam, fear should not stop you. Fear is just your brain telling you, trying to keep you from safety. And as my ex therapist once told me, if you are a boat stuck at harbor, you are missing so many adventures. And the harbor may be safe, maybe your safe zone. But you are missing so many opportunities and so many adventures out there off at sea. So take that as like a little grain of salt, as they say. Go out there, explore. Obviously, have have your boundaries, but do not let fear run your life. I think, have y'all ever seen the movie, um, what's it called? Inside Out? With the little emotions in that kid's head. I weeped at that movie, um... But, (laughs) um, what I'm getting at is if you let fear control your life, you, you miss out. And that leads to usually you at your deathbed being regretful of what you could have, should have done, you know? So going back to situationships, um, Yeah, like what ChatGPT says, usually people find themselves in situationships because, like, the relationship. And when I say relationship, here's the thing, guys. When I say relationship, I literally just mean two people. Like, you have a relationship with your mom. You have a relationship with your dad. You have relationships with your friends. That relationship is your friendship. Relationships are just a term used to explain what is happening between people i think it scares people off when i say oh you're in relations with that person or especially when i say relationships because people use it usually um usually use the term relationships for specifically romantic relationships and so they get fearful because they get scared of labels they're like oh i don't i i don't know like i'm not We're not anything. It's like, what do you mean you're not anything? You hang out with that person. You enjoy that person's time. You're in relations with them, okay? Anyway, so when people get into situationships, this is going to be so wishy-washy, like not very factual things, because I'll say it, I'll out myself. I was in a situationship. um, For in my head, what felt like a whole year. For what? I guess it actually was was like, I don't know, three months, six months. And why I say this is not like actual factual, it's because after it ended, TikTok like ruminated in my head. Ruminated? It like, TikTok knew I was going through it. So it would send me like certain TikToks. Um, But one thing it talked about was when you're in a situationship, it kind of is like a one-sided thing. Like one person thinks they're in a situationship. Because when people think of situationship, at least for the girlies, I don't know, maybe it's like universal, but when people think of situationships, the ones that usually think they're in a situationship, sometimes they think, oh yeah, there is an out for, from this. Like there is, there, this can come out as an actual committed relationship out of this. I can actually go on actual dates with this person. This person will be my partner out of this. While the other side who don't see it as a situationship, they're just playing games, playing games, okay? I think what's interesting with the chat GPT, like explanation about what situationships are, is that this section where it says it lacks clear boundaries, commitment, or labels. And when it comes to like, Commitment and labels that makes sense when people fear commitment. They're like, oh, I don't want to get stuck in this because I like I want my freedom. And then there's the people who are fearful of intimacy. And so they fear like getting closer to people for X, Y, and Z reasons. But when it comes to lacks clear boundaries. Now, that's just disrespecting yourself. You're disrespecting yourself in all aspects. Because I know for me, when I was in what I believed was a situationship at the time, there were things I was letting slide. And it like ruined me emotionally and mentally. And... I think later on in the situationship, I actually got a grasp of reality because I was like, what the fuck am I doing crying, literally sobbing myself to sleep over this person? And so I got a grasp of reality. And the next time some shitty thing happened... I made it very clear about my boundaries of like, hey, this is not okay because it did not make me feel great. Here's why it didn't make me feel great. Here's what's going to happen afterwards, okay? This is what I expect out of you, out of this situation. If that does not happen... That just means I will go seek this somewhere else. And I made that clear. And I'm very proud of myself for making that clear. And I think for people like me who are recovering people pleasers and tend to lean on the anxious attachment style, it's very hard to articulate your boundaries and when is something when something is not okay, when someone is walking over you. Because most times, we can recognize when it's happening, but we fear articulating those feelings and thoughts to our partners or to other people's um, in fear that, like, they'll leave us or in fear that they'll perceive us badly or whatever, whatever, like the worst case scenario. In reality, it's really important to state when things are not okay, because in any relationship okay there is a there's that foundation of belief that you love and care for that person and that person loves and care for you so you stating what is not okay and you stating your boundaries should not change how that relationship or how that dynamic functions now we're going to we're going to ask ChatGPT. I'm sorry. I apologize if none of this is making any sense. Um I really am just waiting for my sister to like get done at a restaurant so we can go talk about her college experience. But instead I'm here talking about situationships and relationships and maybe some of it is helpful. Maybe none of it is helpful. It's still background noise. So I'm going to ask ChatGPT what are boundaries? in relationships and it's generating and it's generating and it's generating Ooh, it's giving me examples these are good i think a lot of relationships actually a lot of romantic relationships let me specify a lot of romantic relationships in 2022 ended like publicly ended and also under the radar ended but like i knew because somehow i always know it's weird um And it was like, was there something in the air? I don't know. But I kind of like knew for most of them. Because I feel really bad for saying this, especially if my friends are going to hear this. But a lot of the foundations of their relationships were not strong. And I'm glad that they ended because a lot of the men they were with were horrible. They were disgusting. And I'm not. Most people are like, that's mean. I'm not talking about looks. I'm literally talking about within. They were gross. Some of them were controlling. Some of them were just icky. Icky people. Like, I never judge. I never judge my friends' choices and partners by looks. Because, like, eat your own, you know? Like, if you think he's cute, if you think she's hot... Then yeah. That is how you yeah. My opinion about their looks does not matter in fact to your relationship. But if I if I learn, which usually my friends tell me things about their partners, usually the fucked up parts. When they tell me things about what their partners have said and done, I'm like, why the fuck are you with this person? They are not treating you right. They are disrespecting you. And to me, respect is a ho- huge thing. How dare they disrespect you? How dare they say things like that to you? They do not deserve your love and attention if they're going to be a little bitch. And that's just the truth. Okay. Okay. So I asked ChatGPT, what are boundaries in relationships? Here's what it spewed out. Boundaries in relationships refer to the emotional, physical, and psychological limits and expectations set by individuals to establish a healthy and respectful connection with their partner. These boundaries define what is acceptable and comfortable for each person within the relationship. They serve as guidelines for behavior, communication, and personal space. Here are some examples of boundaries in relationships. And by the way, this is me speaking, by the way. Boundaries goes for every single relationship in your life. Not only romantic, okay? In your friendships, in your family relationships. God, especially in your family relationships. Because even though you're blood related to somebody. Here's an example. My mom most times steps over my boundaries, okay? And she does not recognize it. You know, sometimes she apologizes because she realizes it made me um, feel some type of way. But I still set boundaries with her. One in particular is her usage of Facebook. I tell her, I do not feel comfortable of you posting me on your Facebook without asking me for permission first. And most times she she disregards that boundary. But that is a discussion that I will have to deal with with her. But yeah, there's just boundaries that you have to keep within all your relationships so that you feel comfortable and you feel respected. And that goes both ways. Respect other people's boundaries. Just because you believe one thing is okay does not mean that somebody else Will be okay with it too. Okay, let's go into the examples that ChatGBT has for boundaries. Number one, emotional boundaries. These involve respecting each other's feelings, thoughts, and personal experiences. It includes maintaining privacy, not, py- not prying into sensitive topics without permissions, and providing emotional support without becoming emotionally overwhelmed or dependent on each other. With emotional boundaries, when it comes to all relationships but mainly like romantic relationships i think a lot of people what they're lacking in their life and you don't need a therapist like it it would be great if everyone did have a therapist because therapist therapists are actually like trained and have gone through education and training to be a therapist um But what most people are lacking in their life is having conversations and those like relationships where they're able to talk about stuff and vent in a way that isn't, now this is the important part, isn't going too much into detail and like disrupting other people's lives. Because in that case, get a therapist. Because a therapist is actually equipped with the tools to help you with multiple situations, while your friend or partner is not. Because sure, you can load off all your venting to your partner or friend, but they are not equipped with the tools to help you. And they're also... Are not like mentally prepared for that. It's like they're taking everything you're saying, and then it's hard for them to process it out because they, they. Wow, I really stuttered. Um, they might not be able to do so or like know how to do that. So that's something to keep in mind: is that your partners, and friends, and family members, and other relationships, they're not equipped with the tools to be your therapist. Okay. Okay, moving on. Second, physical boundaries. These boundaries relate to personal space, touch, and physical intimacy. They involve understanding and respecting each other's comfort levels of physical contact, such as hugging, kissing, or sexual activities. Consent and mutual agreement are essential in establishing and maintaining physical boundaries. So about physical boundaries, this is kind of like, I can't really, what am I trying to say? Like, I'm going to speak about it. But obviously, it's not my topic to speak about. And it's, like, about being on the asexual spectrum. Like, I deem myself kind of on the asexual spectrum. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, that's a thing that I need to work on personally. Um, But I have friends who are on the asexual spectrum. And... I have a friend who is dating someone who's on the asexual spectrum and it's very interesting because he understands that his partner has no interest in sex at all for whatever reason and sometimes we talk on the phone like my friend and I and he speaks about how he he like wants to have sex you know he wants that physical aspect specifically sex with his partner like obviously they hug they hold hands i don't know if they've kissed i have not asked um but yeah like he longs for that because for him like he has had like sexual partners in the past and now that he's with a partner who like has no interest in it. He like respects it, but he still longs for it. And I think a lot of people who might be with people who are on the asexual spectrum, they need to understand that their partner has these certain things, like certain boundaries of physical boundaries that probably will not change. And they have to be okay with that. They have to be okay with the fact that, yeah, we're probably never going to have sex or yeah, we're never going to like kiss or whatever. And yeah, that's all I have to say for that. Just be be willing to compromise with the person that you're having a partnership with. Otherwise, it is a conversation you have to have that might lead to, um, unfortunately, a separation. Okay, number three, time and individuality boundaries. These boundaries recognize the importance of personal time, space, and individual interests within a relationship. Each person should have the freedom to pursue their hobbies, spend their time with friends and family, and have personal alone time. It ensures that the relationship does not become an all-consuming and allows for personal growth and independence. I think what a lot of people are scared about when going into relationships and committing to another person is in their head, they perceive it that, okay, this is my whole life now. I give everything to this person. I give everything to this relationship without recognizing that you are your own person and you have your own life and this person should not be taking up all your time. In fact, they are just a person in your life, you know? It is weird to, well, these are my beliefs. So yeah, like if if that wasn't obvious already, everything I'm saying is mainly coming from like my own experience, my friend's experience, things I've heard. So really take it as a grain of salt if I haven't already said that. But um, to me, how I visualize it is my partner is adding to my life. They are not subtracting. They're not like fully taking me out of my own life. So when I have a partner, it's kind of like a very step up from friendship. They are still able to do whatever they want in their life. And what I mean by that is like achieve the goals that they want, be friends with who they want, like celebrate with family, do all the outings how they want to do, live the life that they want to do. And my role in their life is to be a supporter of that. To be a cheerleader. That's what I seek in a partner. Because I know for me, I am very goal-oriented. Like I have many goals in my life that I want to achieve. And sometimes I think, oh, it's going to be really hard for me to find a partner. Because I need to actually like commit time. A lot of time to that person. And while that is true... I think when it comes to many relationships, it really is just like being the biggest fans of people. I'm the biggest fans of my friends and family. I'm so proud of everything they do. And I am content with just being there and being like a cheerleader for what they do. And obviously, it doesn't affect what I'm doing in my life, I'm not letting it consume me. And so it really is just finding that balance of. Being your own individual while also having and nurturing that relationship. Number four, communication boundaries. These boundaries involve respectful and open communication within the relationship. It includes being honest, listening actively, and expressing needs and concerns effectively. Setting boundaries around communication helps avoid misunderstanding, conflicts, and emotional distress. This goes back to... The little story I was telling when um, I was in a situationship and there was a situation that arose. Um, I will not go into detail, but when it arose, um, I <laughs> the way I reacted and how I recognized that, oh, it did cross a boundary of mine and, oh, this is not making me feel okay, is I did happen to go into a panic attack and... I did not like it obviously. I recognized that I was panicking. I recognized that like I felt horrible. I felt like I was going to die at that moment. And it from an outsiders perspective, it's like an overreaction to the situation at hand, but I think it's because to me it was such such a shock that someone I put so much trust in and who I loved and cared for, I did not expect them to disrespect me in such a way. And so, even though it was a horrible thing to go through, um, it kind of catapulted me to be a better communicator of one how that situation made me feel. Two, the boundaries I was setting. And three, what would happen if the boundaries weren't met? And so without going into detail once again about what the situation was about, how I did that was I told the person, I was like, hey, that was not okay because it did not make me feel okay. I actually had a lot of anxiety because of this. And then I explained more. Two, I said, okay, I do not like it when people blank, like insert situation. And so if I would like that this no longer happened, however, if it does, that just means I will seek this from somebody else in my life and seek this was more like it was kind of like if I'm seeking comfort then I will call somebody else instead of you because if this was the way that you would react I do not like the way that you reacted and therefore I'm going to seek it from somebody else in my life and I believe I communicated that clearly however I did do it through text so maybe it wasn't too clear I do not think I could have done it through phone, honestly, or FaceTime, because I was going through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also did require some time away from that person because yeah, it, it took a lot. Okay. There a uh, fifth boundary example, social boundaries. These boundaries refer to expectations regarding interaction with others outside the relationship. It may involve discussing and agreeing on acceptable behaviors with friends, colleagues, and acquaintances, as well as establishing boundaries with ex-partners or opposite-sex friends. This is the one that people mainly, like, think about when people talk about boundaries, and it is the, like... What is acceptable and not acceptable when it comes to the other relationships in your life? Mainly like what is considered cheating? And that is a discussion that you do have to have with your partner because not everyone has the same definition of cheating. Not everyone has the same like thought process. Some of them are more out there than others. Some of them are more chillax than others, but you need to discuss that with your partner because your perspective of cheating could be vastly different from your partner's perspective of cheating. And imagine like you're not on the same page about it or your partner does not understand what you perceive as cheating and they go ahead and do something that you perceive as cheating Do you see how that could go wrong? Um, And yeah, when it comes to ex-partners, that's a really tricky one too because what if your partner, your current partner is like besties with their ex but you're not okay with that? That That's a discussion you have to have with your partner because seeing from both sides, it's like if your current partner and their ex-partner are like fully just friends and this is a relationship like friendship that they see continuing no matter who your current partner is with, then you kind of have to respect their relationship. You have to respect their boundaries and their friendship as an outsider. However... It is so important to speak upon your boundaries and what you need to feel respected and comfortable in your relationship. Even if that means saying, "Hey, I do not feel comfortable with you like hanging out with this ex 24/7." That sounds very controlling, but like, obviously when you converse with your partner, there's going to be compromises. Otherwise, again, it's going to lead of just a separation of relationship. Um, but like one compromise could be like, okay. Um, is it okay if I only hang out with them like once a week or like, is it okay if every time we hang out, like that we keep you updated, or whatever. Like, a lot of this could seem controlling and all that, but it is important that each person feels respected, at least for me. And then finally, ChatGPT just says establishing and maintaining boundaries in a relationship is crucial for promoting trust, mutual respect, and emotional well being. It requires open and honest communication, active listening, and willingness to understand and accommodate each other's needs. Healthy boundaries provide a framework of healthy and fulfilling relationships. So now that we talked about situationships and boundaries, let's ask Chat GPT how to get into a relationship. How do I get into a relationship? Oh my gosh, it's giving steps. It's giving steps. holy smokes okay so this is what chat gpt has formulated when i asked how do we get into a relationship getting into a relationship is a personal journey that can vary for each individual here are some general steps you can consider when it comes to pursuing a relationship self-reflection take time to under self what can i read step one self-reflection take time to understand yourself your values interests and what you are looking for in a partner reflect on your past relationships and identify any patterns or lessons learned being self-aware can help you attract compatible partners and make informed choices now what it means by reflect on your past relationships because i know i know the girlies and i use this as a non gendered term i know the girlies out there if you're like me You're like, what past relationships? (laughs) You're like, I've never been in a relationship ever. It's like, girl, it didn't say romantic relationship. Okay, it said past relationships. And what my ex-therapist has told me is that take what you know from your friendships and your family relationships and other interactions you've had and people. And that is your blueprint for when going into romantic relationships. Okay, what are you seeking out of a person? And what is okay and what is not okay in your book. And, like, don't go upon what other people tell you. Because their What they're seeking for in their love life is obviously not what you're seeking for in your love life. Unless it is. Then take their advice, I guess. But... Because, like, for example, a lot of my friends, they prioritize, like, the sexual part of a romantic relationship... Even though in my mind, those are two separate things. I say that as if I don't consider myself demisexual. Anyway, they tend to prioritize how they feel about the sexual part of the relationship. And so the choices they make are like on that. But for me, like I could care less. That's the least of my worries. Anyways, number two, socialize and expand your network. Engage in activities and communities where you can meet new people who share your interests. Attend social events, join clubs, volunteer, or participate in online communities related to your hobbies or passions. Expanding your social circle increases the chances of meeting potential partners. When it comes to college, because I am a college student, and I assume that most of my listeners will be college students as well, college is not a dating like competition, dating pool, whatever you want to say. I mean, it could be if that is your goal, like one of your goals for coming out of college, but it's not. Okay, just enjoy yourself. Go to clubs that spark your interest. Do things that spark your interest. Go to the gym because that might spark your interest. Um, And you'll meet people, you know. If you don't talk to them, you'll see people. Most of the time, you'll see the same people, okay? And if you can notice them, they might notice you too. So don't worry so much about... And this might just be me talking to myself, but don't worry so much about coming out of college or going through college seeking a partner. Because if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Just focus on yourself, gully. And when it comes to socializing and expanding your network... That doesn't necessarily mean romantic relationships. Do that with friendships too or business connections. Like whatever your heart desires. Okay, number three, build confidence. Work on building your self-confidence and self-esteem. This can involve participating, participating? (laughs) This can involve practicing self-care, pursuing personal goals, and developing a positive mindset. Confidence can be attractive to others and can help you approach potential partners with authenticity. Another thing with building your confidence and kind of going back to the first point of self-reflection is that once you build your confidence and once you understand yourself better, you're like untouchable. Okay. Other people's perceptions and all the bullshit that people will bring to you when you are seeking a partner or talking to someone that you want to go out on dates with, you're untouchable because you know what you're looking for. And you understand yourself well enough to understand when a person is not right for you. And sure, it's like, don't have these big expectations and enjoy a person for who they are, but notice when there are red flags and notice when things are not okay in your book and bounce. And be confident that you'll find someone who does fit what you're looking for. Be confident that. If something goes wrong in a relationship, you're chilling, okay. Number four: Be open and approachable. Be open to new experiences and opportunities. Approach conversations and interactions with others in a friendly and genuine manner. Smile, maintain eye contact, and show interest in getting to know know others. Creating an approachable and friendly demeanor can make it easier to potential partners to connect with you. Number five: Communication and connection. When you meet someone you are interested in, engage in meaningful conversations, show genuine interest in their lives, listen actively, and share your thoughts and feelings honestly. Communication is key in building a connection and understanding compatibility. See, this is where I personally think I fail to do, um, especially the next point, which I can see. Um, but it's like, I... I'm not very good at making meaningful conversations and I'm not talking about like the basic like talking stage questions 20 20 questions things where they're like what's your favorite color no I do dumb shit okay I'm out here like if you were a potato what kind of potato dish would you be does that tell me much about the person? No. But is it a silly, fun question? Yes. I do think I do need to work on like making meaningful connections so I can get to know people better. But sometimes, here's a little fun little factoid for you. People will just talk about themselves. They will out themselves for being shitty people without you having to do anything. Just listen. Just be a listener. Be an active listener. Make sure to like engage in the conversation but also listen to what they're saying because they will tell you what is wrong with them I mean oh I'm here talking all the time on this mic and I probably have said things that were like red flags in some people's books so yeah that just proves that I'm not like for those people and that's how you have to approach um going out on dates with people or just talking to people it's um What am I okay with handling in my life? How much bullshit am I willing to take? And if you don't want to take any bullshit, oh girl, you don't need to, okay? You definitely do not need to. Number six, take it slow. As you develop a connection with someone, take the time to get to know them on a deeper level. Don't rush into a relationship, but allow it to develop naturally. This allows both individuals to assess compatibility and, and determine if... The relationship has potential for deeper commitment. This is where I fail. Like, I, I just fail at this because I think I'm just an impatient person. And when it comes to like, when it came to that situation thing, that was like my only real romantic relationship experience, whatever. I definitely rushed it on my end or if, uh, from like an outside perspective after the fact, it felt like that. And I deeply apologize to that person. i I mean, I was going to say, I know for a fact they're not listening, but who's to say, who's to say they're not listening. If they are, I apologize. I am so sorry that I like rushed that. Or if it felt like I was rushing you, um, for those that are listening it was like a long distance type of thing so it was even more complicated because we were just getting to know each other and um I do not know why I was rushing it why I was putting so much pressure onto it I think it's because I really wanted to know this person I really liked this person and also I was like fearful that this person would leave my life and find better but obviously that I'm working on that okay anxious attachment I'm working on it but that's just my truth okay that's my truth now I know that and now I understand that I need to take things slower seventh and last um advice from chat GPT is mutual consent and respect When considering entering a relationship, ensure that both you and the other person are on the same page. Talk openly about your intentions, expectations, and boundaries. It is important to establish mutual consent and respect for each other's feelings and needs. This is another one where I think a lot of us fail to do. And I'm specifically talking to those that are thinking that they are in a situation you need to discuss things okay i know that you may be fearful about discussing things because you're like oh shit whatever's going on though whatever it may be it might end though and i might lose this person and i i don't want to be lonely because my main fear is about loneliness and i i i I want to be loved, and this person makes me feel like i'm loved and and all those other thoughts you know what i mean but no When it comes down to it, you are disrespecting yourself, you're disrespecting your time, and you're disrespecting the person you're talking to, having relations with, and disrespecting their time. When you don't discuss what you are expecting, what your intentions, and what your boundaries are in that relationship. You might be having a fun, good time, but you can also have a fun, good time with understanding where things are going. And you don't have to know, like, you don't have to know right away. Like, oh yeah, I expect us to date. Cause that's a lot. You, that's a lot to put on a person, especially nowadays where people, once again, are have a fear of commitment. But to to understand that, like, you're just not playing games with a person like emotionally playing games with a person is much more helpful than just taking a shot in the dark of like essentially going on dates with this person without knowing that you're going on dates with this person okay and then ChatGPT just says remember finding relationship takes time and patience it's essential to focus on personal growth and enjoying the journey rather than solely focusing on the end goal of being in a relationship Be true to yourself, trust the process, and keep an open mind. I think when it comes to labels in today's age, people get really confused, and it's really confusing because there's like situationship, and then there's the talking stage, and then there's dating, and dating is really confusing because this is just my personal definition Dating to me is when you're going out on dates with a person. You don't have to be in a committed relationship. You're just going out on dates. Okay. Then there is exclusivity, which I think we need to implement more because if you're exclusive with someone, it doesn't mean you're in a committed relationship with them. It just means you're exclusively going out on dates with them. Or exclusively talking to them. Then the committed relationship comes from when you ask ask that person to be a partner. Or ask that person to be in a committed relationship with you. I think a lot of people my age get confused about dating. And when you propose dating, they get scared because they think it means committed relationship it might not even turn into a committed relationship because what if I go out on dates with you and I realize you're a shitty person I don't want to date you or I don't want to continue dating you and end up in a committed relationship with you for me how my like essentially how my situationship ended was I was so done with being in the fucking dark and feeling anxious all the time and not knowing what was happening. And so I was like, okay, we've hung out by ourselves before. Never have we ever established if those were dates. They were basically dates, but never have we ever established that they were dates. And so I I wrote in a letter, I was like, listen, if we're gonna take this seriously, I need us to go on a proper date or I am leaving. And I had that conversation with the person and they told me, yeah, I think you leaving is the better option. And I was like, okay. It hurt a lot. Let me just say, it hurt a lot. When you care and love for a person a lot, And you envisioned like something with a person and having that crumble from just having that person speak their mind, it hurts a lot. But looking back, I understand that it was the right thing to happen. They were going off of the information they had and was doing what was right for them at the time. And... If that hadn't happened, a lot of things in my life wouldn't have happened. And so I'm grateful. I'm approaching an hour with this, even though it might be shorter with all the breaks that I will have to cut out. But I guess like one thing that I want to leave off on is that quote that Kevin tells Pigeon Lady. Let me switch it up. This is what he says to Pigeon Lady. Well, Pigeon Lady says, you see, sometimes you can trust a person, and then when things are down, they forget about you. And Kevin says, maybe they're just too busy. Maybe they don't forget about you, but they forget to remember you. I don't think people mean to forget. There's more. Um, Bird Lady says, I'm just afraid if I do trust someone, I'll get my heart broken. Kevin says, I understand that. I used to have this really nice pair of rollerblades. I was afraid if I worn, wore them, I'd wreck them. So I kept them in a box. Do you know what happened? Bird Lady says, no. Kevin says, I outgrew them. I never wore them once outside. I just wore them in my room a couple of times. Bird Lady says, a person's heart and a person's feelings are very different than skates. Kevin says, well, they're kind of the same thing. If you aren't going to use your heart... And what's the difference if it gets broken? If you just keep it to yourself, maybe it'll be like my rollerblades. When you do decide to try it, it won't be any good. You should take a chance. Got nothing to lose. Bird Bird Lady says, a bit of truth in there somewhere. Kevin says, I think so. Your heart might still be broken, but it isn't gone. If it was gone, you wouldn't be this nice. But yeah. That is why today I am Bird Lady or Pigeon Lady from Home Alone 2. Yeah, there's a lot to discuss on the topic of love and the topic of relationships, and I'll probably touch upon it again with other people or by myself. But for today, I have been your host, Pigeon Lady or Bird Lady from Home Alone 2. This has been thoughts, questions, and concerns for all my people out there in situationships. I hope you get out, whether that is um, fully out or end up in a relationship that is committed and you are respected in and loved for and cared for for everyone else out there, all my single people. Continue your journey. I know it's hard out there to be single, um, seeking for love, but love is something you find in everyday instances and it'll happen. And if it doesn't, then that wasn't meant to be. Okay. It, the world, the universe, unexplainable things. But yeah, thoughts, questions, and concerns. Have a great day enjoy the rest of whatever you have going on. Goodbye.